15, tutored and copied the works of Fra Bartolomeo and Andrea del Sardo, until she was able to paint an original iteration of the Magi of such excellence as to secure her a place among the painters of Florence. Many of her pictures remained in her convent, but she also painted a Madonna surrounded by saints for the choir of Santa Lucia at Pistoja. There are pictures attributed to Plautianelli in Berlin notably the visit of Martha to Christ, which are characterized by the earnestness, purity, and grace of her beloved Fra Bartolomeo. Her adoration of the wise men is at Parma, the descent from the cross in Florence, the last supper in the church of Santa Maria Novella, Florence. There are traditions of her success as a teacher of painting in her convent. But of this we have no exact knowledge such as we have of the work of the Suor Plautia, the name by which she came to be known in all Italy. Names are Countess Elisa, born at Vienna, 1843. She studied successively with Gastal, Lulos, Ainer, Schilcher, Lendock, Angeli, and J. Benzer, and opened her studio at Concept Miklos near Budapest. The invitation to the wedding was well received and her portraits of Schiller and Perchel were in public galleries the former in the Vienna Kunstler House, and the latter in the Deputy House at Budapest, Newcomb, Maria Guise, born in New Jersey, pupil of Skunk, Kialiva, and Edouardi in Paris, traveled in Algeria and the Sahara, studying the Arab and his horses, very few artists can be compared with Miss Newcomb in representing horses, she has a genius for portraying this animal and understands its anatomy as few painters have done. She was but a child when sketching horses and cattle was her pastime, and so great was her fondness for it that the usual dolls and other toys were crowded out of her life. Her studies in Paris were comprehensive, and her work shows the results and places her among the distinguished painters of animals. No reply to circular. Me, Elizabeth, born in 1830, after studying at the Academy in Berlin. This sculptor went to Munich, where she was devoted to her art. She then came to Texas and remained some years in America. She returned to Berlin in 1897. Among her best-known works are busts of Garibaldi, of J. Grimm, 1863, Prometheus Bound, 1868, and a statue of Louis I. of Bavaria, Nichols, Mrs. Rhoda Holmes, Queen's Scholarship, Bloomsbury Art School, London, Gold Medal. Competitive Prize Fund Exhibition, New York, Medal, Chicago Exposition, 1893, Medal, Tennessee Exposition, 1897, Bronze Medal at Buffalo Exposition, 1901, Member of American Watercolor Society, New York Watercolor Society, Women's Art Club, American Society of Miniature Painters, Pen and Brush Club, Honorable Member of Women's Art Club, Canada, Born in Coventry, England. Pupil of Bloomsbury School of Art, London, of Canrando and Bertoni in Rome, where she was elected to the Circolo Artistico and the Societa degli Aquarellist. Her pictures are chiefly figure subjects, among which are Those Evening Bells, The Scarlet Leper, A Daughter of Eve, Indian After the Chase, Searching the Scriptures, etc. In the studio, March, 1901, in writing of the exhibition of the American Watercolor Society. The critic says, in her two works, Cherries and a Rose, Mrs. Rhoda Holmes Nichols shows us a true watercolor executed by a master hand. The subject of each is slight, each stroke of her brush is made once and for all, with a precision and edge that are inspiriting, and you have in each painting the sparkle, the death lightness of touch, 
the instantaneous impression of form and coloring that a watercolor should have. Mrs. Nichols is also known as an illustrator. Harold Payne says of her, Rhoda Holmes Nichols, although an illustrator of the highest order, cannot be strictly classed as one, for the reason that she is equally great in every other branch of art. However, as many of her best examples of watercolors are ultimately reproduced for illustrative purposes, and as even her oil paintings frequently find their way into the pages of art publications, it is not wrong to denominate her as an illustrator, and that of the most varied and prolific type. She may, like most artists, have a specialty, but a walk through her studio and a critical examination of her work ranging all along the line of oil paintings, watercolors of the most exquisite type, wash drawings, crayons, and pastels would scarcely result in discovering her specialty. As a colorist she has few rivals, and her acute knowledge of drawing and genius for composition are apparent in everything she does. Nichols, Catherine Ma, R.E. The pictures of this artist have been hung on the line at the Royal Academy exhibitions a dozen times at least. From Munich she has received an official letter thanking her for sending her works to exhibitions in that city. Fellow of the Royal Painter Etchers Society, President of the Woodpecker Art Club, Norwich, member of Norwich Art Circle and of a miniature painter's society and the Green Park Club, London, born in Norwich, self-taught, has worked in the open at Barbizon, in Normandy, in Cornwall, Devon, London, and all around the east coast of Norfolk. Miss Nichols has held three exhibitions of her pictures both in oil and watercolors in London. She has executed more than a hundred copper plates, chiefly dried points, the pictures in oils and watercolors. The miniatures and the proofs of her works have found purchasers, almost without exception, and are in private hands. Most of the plates she has retained, Miss Nichols has illustrated some books, her own poems being of the number, as well as her old Norwich. She has also made illustrations for journals and magazines. One is impressed most agreeably with the absence of mannerism in Miss Nichols' work, as well as with the pronounced artistic treatment of her subjects. Her sketches of sea and river scenery are attractive, the views from her home county, Norfolk, have a delightful feeling about them. Norwich River at evening is not only a charming picture, but shows, in its perspective and its values, the hand of a skillful artist. Mousehold Heath, showing a rough and broken country, is one of her strongest pictures in oils, stretching to the sea is also excellent. Among the watercolors, Strangers Hall, Norwich and fleeting clouds, merit attention, as do a number of others, one could rarely see so many works, with such varied subjects, treated in oils, watercolors, dry point, etc. by the same artist, I quote the following paragraph from the studio of April, 1903, Miss C. Ann Nichols is an artist of unquestionable talent, and her work in the various mediums she employs deserves careful attention, she paints well both in watercolors and in oil, and her etchings are among the best that the lady artists of our time have produced. Her drawing is good, her observation is close and accurate, and she shows year by year an improvement in design. Miss Nichols was for several years the only lady fellow of the Royal Society of Painter Etchers. Her Prince Oster State and Fir Trees, Crown Point, Dry Points, are in the Norwich Art Gallery, presented by Sir Seymour Hayden, President of the Royal Society of Painter Etchers. Two of her works, a large oil painting of Furlum and a watercolor of Strangers Hall, have been purchased by subscription and presented to the Norwich Castle Art Gallery.
Nicolau Whiteardi, Teresa, member of the Academy of San Fernando and of the Academy of San Carlos of Valencia. This artist, who was born in Madrid, early showed an enthusiasm for painting, which she at first practiced in various styles, but gradually devoted herself entirely to miniature. She has contributed to many public exhibitions, and has received many prizes and honorable mentions, as well as praise from the critics. Among her portraits are those of Isabel de Braganza, Washington, Madame de Montespan, Madame Dubarry, Queen Margaret of Austria, and Don Carlos, son of Philip II. Her other works include A. Magdalen in the Desert, Laura and Petrarch, Joseph with the Christ Child, Francis I at the Battle of Pavia, and many good copies after celebrated painters. Neither he is an Mademoiselle Sophie Medal at the Swiss National Exposition. 1896, member of the Exposition Permanent de la Fini, Geneva, born at Geneva, pupil of Professor Wyman and M. Albert Goes, and of M. and Madame, Damant Breton in France, Mademoiselle, neither he is and paints landscapes principally, and has taken her subjects from the environs of Geneva, in the Belize, and in Ponte Calais, France, her picture, called the Bord du Lac de Genève, was purchased by the city and is in the RAF Museum. She also paints flowers, and uses watercolors as well as oils. Enobiali, Elena, silver medal at the Beatrice Exposition, Florence, 1890, born in Florence, where she resides. She is most successful in figure subjects. She is sympathetic in her treatment of them and is able to impart to her works a sentiment which appeals to the observer. Among her pictures are, Rini, the good-natured one, September, in the country, music and, contrasts, Norman, Mrs. Ernest Henrietta Ray, medals in Paris and at Chicago Exposition, 1893, born in London, 1859, daughter of T.B. Ray, Esquire, married the artist, Ernest Norman, 1884, pupil of Queen's Square School of Art, Heatherley's, British Museum, and Royal Academy Schools, began the study of art at the age of 13 first exhibited at the Royal Academy in 1880, and has sent important pictures there annually since that time. Mrs. Norman executed decorative frescoes in the Royal Exchange, London, the subject being Sir Richard Whittington and his charities. In the past ten years she has exhibited Mariana, 1893, Psyche at the Throne of Venus, 1894, Apollo and Daphne, 1895, Summer, 1896, Isabella. 1897, Diana and Callisto, 1899, Portrait of Marquis of Dufferin and Ava, 1901, Lady Winifred Renshaw and Son, and the, Sirens, 1903, which is a picture of three nude enchantresses, on a sandy shore, watching a distant valley among rocky islets, no reply to circular, Norse, Elizabeth, medal at Chicago Exposition, 1903, Nashville Exposition, 1897, Carthage Institute, Tunis, 1897, elected associate of the Beaux-Arts, Paris, 1895, silver medal, Paris Exposition, 1900, elected Societaire de Beaux-Arts, 1901, born in Cincinnati, Ohio, where she began her studies, later going to the Julian Academy, under Bollinger and Lefebvre, and afterward studying with Carolus Duran and Henner. This artist idealizes the subjects of everyday, practical life, and gives them a poetic quality which is an uncommon and delightful attainment. At the Salon de Beaux-Arts, 
1902, Miss Norse exhibited, the children, evening toilet of the baby, in the shade at Penmarch, brother and sister at Penmarch, the Madeline Chapel at Penmarch, in 1903, Our Lady of Joy, Penmarch, around the cradle, the little sister, and, a Breton interior, no reply to circular, Oakley, Violet, member of Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts, Philadelphia Watercolor Club, Plastic Club, Philadelphia, born in New Jersey, but has lived in New York, where she studied at the Art Students League under Carol Beckwith, pupil of Colin and Alain Jean in Paris and Charles Lusser in England, also in Philadelphia of Joseph D. Camp, Henry Foran, Cecilia Rose, and Howard Pyle. Miss Oakley has executed mural decorations, a mosaic reredos, and five stained glass windows in the Church of All Saints, New York City, and a window in the Convent of the Holy Child, at Sharon Hill, Pennsylvania. In the summer of 1903 she was commissioned to decorate the walls of the Governor's Reception Room in the new capital at Harrisburg, before engaging in this work the first of its kind to be confided to an American woman Miss Oakley went to Italy to study mural painting. She then went to England to thoroughly inform herself concerning the historical foundation of her subject, the history of the earliest days of Pennsylvania. At Oxford and in London she found what she required, and on her return to America established herself in a studio in Villanova, Pennsylvania, to make her designs for the romance of the founding of the state, which is to be painted on a frieze five feet deep. The room is 70 by 30 feet, and 16 feet in height. The decoration of this capital is to be more elaborate and costly than that of any other public edifice in the United States. In mural decoration Miss Oakley will be associated with Edwin A. Abbey, but the governor's room is to be her work entirely, and will doubtless occupy her during several years. Mr. Charles A. Caffin, in his article upon the exhibition of the New York Watercolor Club, January, 1904, says, Miss Oakley has had considerable experience in designing stained glass windows, and has reproduced in some of her designs for book covers a corresponding treatment of the composition, with an attempt, not very logical or desirable, considering the differences between paint and glass, to reproduce also something of her window color schemes, but for myself, her cover, in which some girls are picking flowers, is far more charming in its easy grace of composition choice gravity of color, and spontaneity of feeling, here is revealed a very naive imagination, free of any obsessions, O-C-C-I-L-L-I, Senior L-U-C-I-L-L-A-M-A-R-Z-O-L-O, Diploma of Gold Medal at the Women's Exhibition, Earl's Court, London, 1900, born in Trieste, pupil, in Rome, of Professor Giuseppe Ferrari, this artist paints figure subjects, portraits, landscapes, and flowers, in both oils and watercolors and also makes pen drawings, her works are in many private galleries, she gives me no list of subjects, her pictures have been praised by critics, O'Connell, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-Q-E-W-E Emily Augusta M-I-D-H-E, born in Potsdam, 1823-1885, she passed her early life in her native city, having all the advantages of a solid and brilliant education, she early exhibited a love of drawing and devoted herself to the study of anatomical plates, she soon designed original subjects and introduced persons of her own imagination, which early marked her as powerful in her fancy and original in her manner of rendering her ideas. A picture of Raphael and the Fornarina, which she executed at the age of 15, was so satisfactory as to determine her fate, and she was allowed to study art, 
When about 18 years old she became the pupil of Charles Joseph Begas, a very celebrated artist of Berlin. Under his supervision she painted her first picture, called The Day of the Dupes, which, though full of faults, had also virtues enough to secure much attention in the exhibition. It was first hung in a disadvantageous position, but the crowd discovered its merits and would have it noticed. She received a complimentary letter from the Academy of Berlin, and the venerable artist Cornelius made her a visit of congratulation. About 1844 she married and removed to Brussels. Here she came into an entirely new atmosphere and her manner of painting was changed. She sought to free herself from all outer influence and to express her own feeling. She studied color especially, and became an imitator of Rubens. She gained in Brussels all the medals of the Belgian expositions, and there began two historical pictures, Peter the Great and Catherine, and Maria Theresa and Frederick the Great. These were not finished until after her removal to Paris in 1853. They were bought by Prince Demidoff for the Russian government. She obtained her first triumph in Paris, at the Salon of 1853, by a portrait of Rachel. She represented the famous actress dressed entirely in white, with the worn expression which her professional exertions and the fatal malady from which she was already suffering had given to her remarkable face. The critics had no words for this portrait which were not words of praise, and two years later, in 1855, Madame O'Connell reached the height of her talent, a fondness, as it was called, in the exposition of that year, was a remarkable work, and thus described by Barney, a strong and beautiful young woman was seated near a spring, where beneath the shade of the chestnut trees the water lilies spread themselves out upon the stream which flowed forth, she was nude and her flesh palpitated beneath the caresses of the sun, with feminine caprice she wore a bracelet of pearls of the style of the gold workers of the Renaissance, her black hair had lights of golden brown upon it, and she opened her great brown eyes with an expression of indifference. A half-smile played upon her rosy lips and lessened the oval of the face like that of the dancing fawn. The whole effect of the lines of the figure was bold and gave an appearance of youth. The extremities were studiously finished, the skin was fine, and the whole turn were elegant. It was a fondness of fond and blow of the time of the Valois, Madame. O'Connell then executed several fine portraits two of Rachel, one of M. O'Connell, others of Charles Edward and Theophile Gautier, which were likened to works of Van Dyck, and a portrait in crayon of herself which was a chef d'oeuvre. She excelled in rendering passionate natures, she found in her palette the secret of that pallor which spreads itself over the faces of those devoted to study the fatigues of days and nights without sleep, she knew how to kindle the feverish light in the eyes of poets and of the women of society, she worked with great freedom, used a thick paint in which she brushed freely and left the ridges thus made in the colors, then, later, she put over a glaze, and all was done, her etchings were also executed with great freedom, and many parts, especially the hair, were remarkably fine, she finished numerous etchings, among which a, Saint Magdalene in the desert, and a, Charity surrounded by children, are worthy of particular notice. After Madame O'Connell removed to Paris she opened a large atelier and received many pupils. It was a most attractive place, with gorgeous pieces of antique furniture, loaded with models of sculpture, books, albums, engravings, and so on, while draperies, tapestries, armor, and ornaments in copper and brass all lent their colors and effects to enhance the attractions of the place. Many persons of rank and genius were among the friends of the artist and she was much in society. 
in spite of all her talent and all her success the end of Madame O's single quote Connell single quote as life was sad beyond expression, her health suffered, her reason tottered and faded out, yet life remained and she was for years in an asylum for the insane, everything that had surrounded her in her Paris home was sold at auction, no time was given and no attempt was made to bring her friends together. No one who had known or loved her was there to shed a tear or to bear away a memento of her happy past. All the beautiful things of which we have spoken were sacrificed and scattered as unconscionably as if she had never loved or her friends enjoyed them. In the busy world of Paris no one remembered the brilliant woman who had flashed upon them, gained her place among them, and then disappeared. They recalled neither her genius nor her womanly qualities which they had admired, appreciated, and so soon forgotten. O-S-E-R-W-I-C-K. Maria Van. The 17th century is remarkable for the perfection attained in still life and flower painting. The most famous masters in this art were William Van Ilst of Delft, the brothers Dehem of Utrecht, William Caff and the Van Wiesums of Amsterdam. The last of this name, however, January Van Wiesum, belongs to the next century. Maria Van Osterwick and Rachel Rice disputed honors with the above named and are still famous for their talents. The former was a daughter of a preacher of the Reformed religion. She was born at Newtdorp, near Delft, in 1630. She was the pupil of January David Geheim, and her pictures were remarkable for accuracy in drawing, fine coloring, and an admirable finish. Louis XIV, of France, William III, of England, the Emperor Leopold of Germany, and Augustus I of Poland gave her commissions for pictures. Large prices were paid her in a most deferential manner, as if the tributes of friendship rather than the reward of labor, and to these generous sums were added gifts of jewels and other precious objects. Of Maria van Osterwick Kugler writes, In my opinion she does not occupy that place in the history of the art of this period that she deserves, which may be partly owing to the rarity of her pictures, especially in public galleries. For although her flower pieces are weak in arrangement and often gaudy in the combination of color, she yet represents her flowers with the utmost truth of drawing, and with a depth, brilliancy, and juiciness of local coloring unattained by any other flower painter, a picture in the Vienna Gallery of a sunflower with tulips and poppies, in glowing color, is probably her best work in a public collection. Her pictures are also in the galleries of Dresden, Florence, Karlsruhe, Copenhagen the Schwerin Gallery, and the Metropolitan Museum of New York. There is a romantic story told of Maria van Osterwick, as follows, William van Ilst, the painter of exquisite pictures of still life, fruits, glass, and objects in gold and silver, was a suitor for her hand. She did not love him, but wishing not to be too abrupt in her refusal, she required, as a condition of his acceptance, that he should work ten hours a day during the year. This he readily promised to do, his studio being opposite that of Maria. She watched narrowly for the days when he did not work and marked them down on her window sash. At the close of the year Van Ilst claimed her as his bride, assuming that he had fulfilled her condition, but she pointed to the record of his delinquencies, and he could but accept her crafty dismissal of his suit. G-I-U-S-E-P-P-I-N-A. This artist resides in Parma and has there exhibited landscapes that are praised for their color and for the manner in which they are painted, as well as for the attractive subjects she habitually chooses, of you near Parma, the Faces of Montmorency, and the Bridge of Etero, are three of her works which are especially admired, Osterig, 
Blanche, member of Society of Western Artists, Arts Club, Chicago, Municipal Art League, born in St. Louis, from 1890-1896 pupil of Lawrence and Raphael Collin in Paris, where her works were hung on the line at the New Gallery, Champ de Mars, a decorative artist who has executed mural decoration in a private house in Chicago, and has illustrated Max Mueller's Memories and other publications. For use in school she made a color print, reading of the Declaration of Independence before the Army. Her calendars and posters are in demand by collectors at home and in foreign countries. Miss Osterig has designed elaborate chimney pieces to be executed in mosaic and glass. Her droll conceits in Mary and Her Lamb, The Ten Little Engines, and other juvenile tales were complimented by Butat de Munville who was so much interested in her work that he gave her valuable criticism and advice without solicitation. Odemasie Chioviari, gold medal at an exhibition of laces in Rome and prizes at all the exhibitions held in Palermo by the art club, born in Tokyo, where she came to the notice of Vincenzo Ragusa, a Sicilian sculptor in the employ of the Japanese government at Tokyo. He taught her design, color, and modeling, and finally induced her to go with his sister to Palermo. Here her merit was soon recognized in a varied collection of watercolors representing flowers and fruits, which were reproduced with surpassing truth. When the School of Applied Art was instituted at Palermo in 1887, she was put in charge of the drawing, watercolor, and modeling in the women's section. She knows the flowers of various countries those of Japan and Sicily wonderfully well, and her fancy is inexhaustible, her exquisite embroideries reflect this quality. She has many private pupils, and is as much beloved for her character as she is admired for her talents. When she renounced Buddhism for Christianity, the Princess of Skalka was her godmother. K. Wagner, Cornelia, Honorable Mention, Berlin, 1890, born in Goethe, 1864. She has been, in the main, her own instructor, living for some years in Rome for the purpose of study. In 1895 she settled in Berlin, where she has made a specialty of women's and children's portraits in allgraphy, and lithography. Beautiful drawings by her were exhibited at the International Watercolor Exhibition in Dresden, 1892. An interesting account of a visit to the studio of the Hungarian painter Peshka and his German wife tells of a strong series of paintings in progress there, under the general title, A Woman's Soul. In freedom and boldness of conception they were said to remind one of Klinger, but in warmth and depth of feeling to surpass him. Frau Peschke had just finished a very large picture, representing the first couple after the expulsion from paradise. The scene is on the waste, stony slope of a mountain, the sun shines with full force in the background, while upon the unshadowed rocks of the foreground are the prostrate Adam and his wife more accusing than complaining. In 1899 Frau Peschke exhibited in Berlin, Vanitas, which excels in richness of fancy and boldness of representation, while wanting somewhat in detail, the ensemble presents a remarkably fine, symbolic composition, which sets forth in rich color the dance of mankind before the golden calf, and the bitter disillusions in the struggle for fame, wealth, and happiness. Theorilegiachi, Vilma, O are the Princess LWLFF. Great Gold Medal from the Emperor of Austria, 1890, Great Gold Medal, 1894, Small Gold Medal at Berlin, 1890, Adjudged to her portrait of Windhorst, born at Hajudora in 1863, and studied in Budapest, Munich, Venice, Florence, 
and Thurin, her portraits having found great favor at the court of Berlin, she removed her studio from Munich to that capital. One of her instructors was Lenoch, and she is said by some critics to have appropriated his peculiarities as a colorist and his shortcomings in drawing, without attaining his geniality and power of divination. In 1891 her portrait of Count von Moltke, begun shortly before his death and finished afterward, was sent to the International Exposition at Berlin but was rejected. The emperor, however, bought it for his private collection, and at his request it was given a place of honor at the exposition. The incident causing much comment, she exhibited a portrait of the emperor William at Berlin in 1893, which Rosenberg called careless in drawing and modeling and inconceivable in its unrefreshing, dirty gray color. In January, 1895, she gave an exhibition of 104 of her works mostly portraits, including those of the Emperor, Caprivi, von Moltke, and Kossuth, which had previously been exhibited in Berlin, Munich, and Paris. The proceeds of this exhibition went to the building fund of the Emperor William Memorial Church, of a portrait exhibited in 1896, at Munich. A critic said that while it was not wholly bad, it was no better than what hundreds of others could do as well, and hundreds of others could do much better. Task. U-L-R-I-C-K-F-R-I-D-E-R-I-K-A, member of the Academy of Fine Arts of Sweden, born in Stockholm, 1735-1796, a portrait of Gustavus Adolphus I.I., by this artist is in the castle at Stockholm, she was a sister of Lawrence Pask, P-A-S-C-O-L-I-L-U-I-G-I-A, this Venetian painter has exhibited in various Italian cities since 1870, when she sent a Magdalen to Parma. First Love appeared at Naples in 1877, and The Maskers Pastel at Venice in 1881. A Girl with a Cat, a Roman Girl, and a Cellar of Eggs, the latter in Venetian costume are works of true value. Her copies of Titian's St. Mark and of Giandellini's Supper at Emmaus have attracted attention and are much esteemed. Passe Magdalena van die, born at Utrecht about 1600, she died at the age of 40. This engraver was a daughter of Crispus van de Passe, the elder. She practiced her art in Germany, England, Denmark, and the Netherlands, and was important as an artist. Her engraving was exceedingly careful and skillful. Among her plates are three sibyls, 1617, and Annunciation, Cephalus and Procrease, Latoma, and landscapes after the works of Brill, Savory, Willars, etc. Pattison, Helen Searle. Born in Burlington, Vermont, daughter of Henry Searle, a talented architect who moved to Rochester, New York, where his daughter spent much of her girlhood. She held the position of art teacher in a school in Batavia, New York, while still a girl herself. About 1860 she became the pupil of Herr Johann Wilhelm Prayer, the well-known painter of still life, fruit, and flowers. Prayer was a dwarf and an excellent man, but as a rule took no pupils. He was much interested in Miss Searle, and made an exception in her case. She soon acquired the technique of her master and painted much as he did, but with less minute detail, finer color, and far more sentiment. In 1876 Miss Searle married the artist, James William Pattison, now on the staff of the Art Institute, Chicago. After their marriage Mr. and Mrs. Pattison resided at Aquin, near Paris, returning to America in 1882. They spent some time in Chicago and New York City, removing to Jacksonville, Illinois, 
In 1884, here Mr. Pattison was at the head of the School of Fine Arts. Mrs. Pattison lived but a few months in Jacksonville, dying in November, 1884. Mrs. Pattison's artistic reputation was well established and her works were exhibited at the Paris Salon and in all the German cities of importance. They were frequently seen in England and at the National Academy of Design in New York. Her subjects were still life, fruit, and flowers, and her works are widely distributed. Piazizii, Caterina D., whose conventional name was Maria Maddalena, was born in Florence in 1566. It would be interesting to know the relation that this gentle lady bore to those Pazzi who had earned a fame so unlike hers for score years before she saw the light. Caterina di Pazzi, when a mere girl, entered a convent which stood on the site of the church known by her name in the Via Pendi. The cell of Santa Madalena now a chapel may still be visited. She was canonized by Pope Alexander VII in 1670, 62 years after her death. The Florentines have many lovely legends associated with her memory. One of these relates that she painted pictures of sacred subjects when asleep. Be this as it may, we know that her pictures were esteemed in the days when the best artists lived and worked beside her. Examples of her art may still be seen in churches in Rome and Parma, as well as in the church of her native city which bears her name, Peel. Annecy made her mark as a miniature painter and for some years was the only professional woman artist in Philadelphia. Her portrait of General Jackson made in 1819 was well considered. She also made portraits of President Monday.